The Modern Eater Show, live from Cape Coral, Florida. What's up, fellas? That's a delicious-looking plate. Hey, cans off. Yes, yes, and more yeses. Cape Coral, Florida, you are right. And the Modern Eater Show continues as we kick the rock down the road. This is a good one. And uh, alongside of Brian Freeman, I'm Greg Hollenbach, Jay Parker, back at the mothership in Denver, Colorado. Don't be jealous. It's a balmy 85 degrees, and I sat in the sun all day long, and we're dreaming about food. But the dreams are now complete because we're in front of this gentleman. There it is. How are you, man? <laughs> Good, buddy. How are you? Chef John Hill. Yeah. Uh, Brian, it's going to be an interesting day and just talking food, but this gentleman caught us uh, off guard because we didn't know we were going to be in for such culinary delight. So we're at Gather Restaurant in Cape Coral, Florida, the Modern Eater Show on the road, and uh, just couldn't be happier than be sitting with you right now. Chef. Oh, thanks, sir. Good to see you. Thanks, so t- tell us a little bit about yourself, and then we'll dig in literally. Okay, well, uh, <clears throat> wow. Where do you start? You where start, do you start? You start where it begins, you know what I mean? On a, a small, small farm, pine trees, all of that, kind of disconnected from the world. And uh, you learn how to cook at a very young age, you know, from an Italian grandmother that's four foot 11 that kind of kicks your ass every day, that, you know, get all your chores done. Then that, kind of segues into a butcher's apprentice job as you guys spoke spoke about before at a very small kind of local market where back then it wasn't you know the food system that we have now back then it was local farms that would drop off whatever livestock they raised Mm -hmm. and then we would process that you know that animal and sell it to the public and then give that you know farmer whoever cook for the day cook for the community that's it well, and Chef John, uh, this is all back in Newcastle, Pennsylvania. Right, right, right. About forty-five minutes north of Pittsburgh. Wow, right, fantastic. Right, you um, along the way, and and as we're just getting the progression of really what you've done in a small, right. in a small, <laughs> you know, very small. But right. your, your travels sent you to New Orleans area. Right. Well, I mean, all around the world, actually. Yeah. Uh, if you if you could cook for a living in my family. You know, if you were smart, yeah. you didn't cook. If you wanted to party, then you cook. So me, I joined the Air Force, went all around the globe, been in a lot of different cultures and whatnot. So it was a long way around the block to get to an undergraduate in Pittsburgh again. Wow. You know, back up north in culinary management and then New Orleans after that. Five years in New Orleans and here we are in Cape Coral. Mm-hmm. Cooking professionally and. We spoke about this as well. Every culture, every community, every family, you, you go on down the line, cooking, eating, gathering right. is within everybody. Right, right, I mean, right. Talk a little bit about that and what that means to you and the ethos of, of your, and you have such servitude. You right. want to be helping and serving people. Well, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, we all bond. We all bond over, you know, breaking bread, so to speak. I yeah. mean, it's been going and going for centuries and centuries. And it's like, for me, you know, prime example, you can have a horrible day. You wake up, it's raining outside, your, your tire's flat and everything like that. As soon as you sit down to a good meal, uh-huh. and they really, really tried. You can tell the kitchen tried, service tried, all of that. All that's gone. Yeah. That is the power of hospitality. That first bite transcends you away from, oh, my boss was riding my ass yeah. all day, my tire's flat, uh-huh. like all of this. I take a bite, you know of housemate barata and now i'm like wow where did all those problems yeah. just go yeah i mean your mind transcends to the yeah. right place yeah for sure yeah very community food, you know or, beverage right and through the 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 stories from the local purveyors right right um and anybody that brings something to the table correct um brian when we said we we're gonna come here and i said we're, we're going to look at a tasting menu because we we like tasting menus talk to sure. chef and you said I don't know too many people that do tasting right. menus around here, but that's important. And, and actually we saw that online and we're very proud of what you guys are doing during COVID of how do you actually tell the story? How do you talk about the food and how do you actually bring people together in an environment to where you are having an experience once again? Right. Right. I mean, it takes a, a lot of work on our end, yeah, but a lot of care about our profession as well. I mean, for us, we have to be in it. Yeah, you know I mean, if, if, especially now, now more so than ever. Because I mean, I, we spoke briefly about it too. It's like, man, I don't know 
me, am I going to risk my life to go eat? Yeah, I mean, and that's where people are right now. And if they do, and that's why I tell these guys at pre-shift all the mm-hmm. time, if they do, that experience has to be, Top it has notch. to be what it is, man. It just has to. I mean, these people are entrusting us to ensure that we're we're not only sanitizing, but we're sanitizing at the highest yeah. levels. They're trusting us that we're masking. Yeah, yeah I mean, oh, even on, you know what I mean, talking with, with y'all, I mean, like, you know, they're trusting us with, their dining experience, and they may not be able to go out again yes. for a while. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, so. and, and using that as the barometer of their comfort right. level, right? Right. I mean, right. every everybody goes into any particular place right now, and you go, "Am I comfortable? Am I uncomfortable?" Yeah. Right. And, and you judge, and then you you go on from there. But making sure your guests are comfortable That's for something right. be pre COVID, after COVID, everything is. It, how do you make guests comfortable? Okay. So great food. Go ahead, Brian. Well, I would like to also ask because there's that's one side of it, I think. The other side is is how do you maintain your standards? And I've I've seen at other places them pivot to let's we need to make a little more money. We have less tables, so let's use cheaper ingredients. Let's not support the farmer, maybe that we've always right. been supporting. And I think that that's not your ethos at all. Not at all. I mean, like, look, at the end of the day, what it you can get more affordable because we have to be here anyway. I have to be here anyway, right? So this is part of part of my life. Yes. Let's get more affordable by making more stuff here. Why am why am I gonna pay somebody else to make something that I can make in-house? Yeah, you know I mean, it's kind of the same rationale that we had growing up. It's like if you don't have it, make it. Yeah, you don't have pasta, guess what? You got these. <laughs> Get the need. And, well, and yeah, I think you like making pasta, too. Oh, I've do, seen I some do. pictures of yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. We stumbled across a gem in Chef John Hill. And <laughs> oh, thank you. We're here with, and, and just becoming fast friends, and that's really what we need to do. I love a chef. He's constantly He's looking at his watch. He needs he's got stuff going on, man. Right. He knows how many covers. He's looking forward to, like, what's tonight going to bring? Looking around corners, being able to have that hospitality mind and being able to cook at the same time, right? right. I mean, those right. are your uh, just your, your core tangibles. I mean, and that's why I tell people, you know, young cooks in this industry that are like, oh, you know, I graduated culinary school, X, Y, and Z. Like, you know, when when why be chef? When you're chef, you'll be able to cooking's thirty percent of this. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. You know, so yes. get good at that 30% and get very good at it because there's a lot of very, very good chefs out there. 70% of this is keeping that head on the swivel, knowing what you got looking down the road, you know, kind of like looking down the road, you know, like we had spoke about before. I know personally that, you know, the tasting menu, I have a 10 top tonight. I'm thinking right now, they better be in the back shucking oysters, you know what I mean? <laughs> or I'll be back there shucking oysters, doing that 30% very quickly. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> so jobs within service industry, right? Front of the house, right. back of the house. Been a big disconnect. Um, living wages, actually having people to be able to come in and be treated with respect and with a living wage from the dishwasher to the executive chef, right? Right. You've done every job, every I would job. imagine. Every job. The whole chain of command and communications more important than anything else because if something breaks down in the kitchen, right. then the restaurant breaks down, then the service breaks For down, sure. then you're behind. Communication, Bilateral treating people with respect. How, yeah. do, how do you command a kitchen and Wait, how do you teach that to folks? It, and that's the thing. You start by doing it yourself yeah. and with your server squad as well. You know what I mean? You have pre-shift every day. I was at the um, hospitality symposium in New Orleans and Will Giarda the co-investor in 11 Madison park and made nice and whatnot. They asked him like, what is the key to your success? He's like pre-shift communication, one squad. There's no two squads in a restaurant. There's one squad maintaining, you know, prime example is that we had the chef's table. You guys seen pictures of, right? Uh I have my youngest cook in here, bussing tables, pulling, you know, dishware, washing dishes, dropping food as well. Why? Because he needs to understand that, you know, if you look out from the kitchen, you're sweating, you're prepping and all that. It looks very luxurious out here. Sure. AC and all of that. Do that in front of a guest. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, feel that awkward moment to drop a dish in front of a guest. And then you'll see why they're incredibly valuable to us. Plus, you want them to believe in your product, believe in. So for us, it's like the culture starts is making both front and back believe that they're one unit, you know, offense, defense, 
You know what I'm saying? It's interesting. Right. You, you say, okay, he's got the job. No, the, the job's got him. <laughs> and, and and that's and that's really where it's at. And the leader, so really reminds me of Chef Brother Luck back in Denver from Top Chef fame. He's in our backyard in Colorado Springs. Yep. Chef Brother is an amazing guy. Can't wait to just do more with you because right. I mean, well, Greg, doesn't it seem John's very buttoned up? And what I, I maybe that some of that is his military background, but it seems like he understands that having a team and the communication well, he also between understands everyone is, human beings. He also understands that. This is a job that you're susceptible to drugs and alcohol. This is a job to where you're susceptible to late nights and, and unwanted hours. This is a job to where you, you, you're not thanked more times than, than not. This is a job to where you're susceptible because of that servitude mentality to where you might have. Um, but you suffer from depression and we see those things throughout uh, this industry. So not only with that buttoned upness, you get Right. The, the, you get the line, you get oh, the cooks, you get the folks. Right. That's a hard thing to try and keep those folks together, too, and communicate with them that, sure. hey, listen, how are we going to accomplish this together? And right. sometimes you just have to kick some ass, too, and say, hey, listen, <laughs> get together and come home, come back when you when you got it together. Right, right. Type of thing. Yeah. Right. We got to take a hard line sometimes. That and is? that's that well, is still doesn't mean he, I'm sure he cares about everybody. Oh, for sure. Look. And a hard line now is not a hard line when I was cooking when uh-huh. I was very, very young. Yeah, you know I mean, back then people were smoking cigarettes in the kitchen, <laughs> going coke in the office, yes. throwing hot sauté pans <laughs> yeah. at you. Uh-huh. That was a hard line back then. Is, hard line yeah. now is like, hey, do you want to speak after work? Uh-huh. Take them outside and kind of explain to them. And again, you know, mm-hmm. as you guys, you, you, communication is so essential yeah. at that point. We stop it right at the, the moment it starts. One brick is built in the front of the back of the house. Uh-huh. Wall starts getting built. Pre-shift, it comes out right then. You, yeah. you call people out, hold them accountable. But, again, you have to hold yourself accountable first. I can't hold somebody accountable. Yeah. Then a guest walks in at 10.15. We closed 15 minutes ago, and I act like an idiot. No, no, no. This is a hospitality industry, not the anti-hospitality industry. Bring them in, and maybe we can take one more person and make their day better. You know what I mean? That that's the philosophy that we I have to, to have in that. the back. It, yeah, I mean it, the the patience, and I, I wonder who actually came up with the word "heard" in the kitchen because it was probably one of the most uh, life changing. You think so, Jay? No, I don't. I don't think it was you. But but that's the thing is like I think more professions um, sure should uh, demand that type of. Did you hear me? Um, because when you say heard in a kitchen, that's set in stone. Well, and you know how you that go yeah. back on it. And the business world works from this place of we got to talk. Now everyone's just sending an email, and there's no real human contact. Right, right, and right. and an email really is just screaming one way. It's right, not right. about a dialogue. It's just right. I'm gonna regurgitate what I need to tell you. Right, right. right. As opposed right. to a good dialogue, where in a kitchen you're saying heard. I. I Understand, I yeah. You guys, yeah, oh, grab the camera. They snuck away too quick. <laughs> you guys, right here, <laughs> and and your kitchen and the food that are in it. They're cooking their hearts uh, out. Look, okay. Uh, let's oh, talk food. Hold on. Let's, hold on. You, what do you want to do, Jay? Well, no, with with the cameras, it's just not that easy for me on this end because I have to do some. <laughs> uh, I have to do some Zoom stuff, you know. So, okay, looking at food now. Now we're good. Uh, you won't believe I'm going to have Chef just describe the play by play of what's coming out. And this actually looks like something for Brian Freeman. Is it? What kind of crust is on here? Uh, cauliflower. Oh, oh. So, sounds like a gluten-free choice. Yeah, right there. definitely <laughs> gluten-free. Uh, goat cheese pizza, little spicy arugula, truffle oil, balsamic reduction, little roasted cherry tomatoes. Is it? Some of these dishes were picked because, like, the cauliflower crust pizza is one of the one of the things that, that, that we have to try to keep yes, up with. Yes. Yeah, you know I mean, like it, it's always, you know, you got a little pesto on there, all of that. But it's one of those things that people come here to eat. Well, you, know? you wouldn't believe the appreciation from somebody that is gluten free. They come right. and said, look, at, this is my own little square of heaven that, that I can <laughs> yeah. that I can partake in. And, and it just looks amazing and delightful. But you're right. You've got to keep up on what got to want right that, now. Leads us into the uh, burrata salad. Like, and you're very right. I am too. I Yesterday really like I called Stu <laughs> and he's like, do about you know what I have to do because of the temperature and everything? Talk about this. So 
during the pandemic, Italy shut down first before the U.S. did. And we were still kind of operating. We were limping along. We couldn't get burrata in-house. This takes me back to my childhood because we used to make mozzarella and stretch our own burrata. So the first version of it was just us out of pure necessity making like, you know, stretch, stretching mozzarella curds in the back and whatnot, you know, and then filling, tying it off and then incorporating it because the salad itself, we were getting really nice burrata and, what, and whatnot. We didn't want to, you know, 86 it from the menu. So, you know, again, that rationale of just making it. You know what I mean? I can tell you what. And then this version actually has, it's a pesto stracciatella inside of it instead of just your run-of-the-mill stracci. Everything's scratched, though. Chef. To the moon. Mm. So, mm. To the moon. Right. Jay, you're jealous back there, aren't you? God, that looks so delicious, man. <laughs> it literally looks it so is. delicious. Oh, and you've well, done, it's done perfectly. Perfect. And then jump to this shrimp, because listen, I'll tell you, this... Shrimp, oh, it is what it is. No, 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 not at all. This is like, yeah, I mean, you know, and like you said, to that point, a lot of restaurants have shrimp on the menu. A lot of people try to do shrimp properly. But here, again, this is one of the owner's dishes, and it kind of ties him to his. He's a, uh, he's from France, but he spent the majority of his uh, professional culinary career in Spain. So you got the chorizo going on, you got a compound butter. You have bread to dip it in. You have like the shrimp have to be cooked perfectly, though. Most people overcook shrimp to death. You know what I mean? They don't understand that the shape of it alone, you know, as soon as that tail starts curling, it's time to like pull it. Stop. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't that shrimp, though, Greg, taste? I mean, it's like, (laughs) well, it's truly, I think Greg said it earlier tonight. We've arrived. I, I've been lukewarm and I I don't mean to insult anyone, but I haven't had the kind of, you know, we're spoiled. Right. We're in a, we're in a place where we are surrounded by some of the country's and best chefs. Would say, yeah, I mean, some people would say Denver's not even there. And I, I would agree there, too. They're definitely pushing. Them. Well, they're yeah, they're, I mean, they're starting to get a little closer. But you're right. As far as the area. Right. And it's good to be able to get to know folks like this. But, chef. You're pushing the culinary edge. We, we're trying, you know, and the, the whole point with Cape Coral is like this group is a very progressive group. Yes. Not a lot of people are going to let those say order burrata uh-huh. and don't schedule somebody. Yeah. I mean, like that, that's more of the rationale. This group is going to enable us to kind of push the culinary boundary. You know, Delicious, right? We're going to go in the kitchen. We're going to break and come back. I, I want you to check on your kitchen. But in the meantime, it'll be like we're in there. Jay, I'm going to share my screen now. And um, when we get back, let's play a little bit of this. We're going to enjoy this don't, delicious. Don't food. share it yet. Don't sh- wait till we go to break. Okay, I will. <laughs> because I if will. you share it now, then it's popping up, and I, we don't then, want that. Then it's going. Yeah. Okay, so you'll check on the kitchen. Yeah. We're going to settle in and eat some of this delicious food. So, this last dish right here, this is something I requested. And you, you and you made my dreams come right. true. Tell us about this dish right here. So um, we talked a moment about the differences between grouper and, you know, in Louisiana, yeah. pink, red grouper is kind of the grouper to go to. In Florida, it's not. And, you know, it's interesting because it's a meteor fish with a heartier flake because it's a predator versus a, a flat fish. And a lot of people don't know that on top of, again, since... It's a Louisiana-style uh-huh. grouper yeah. from here. We'll do a corn mock shoe risotto. Why wouldn't you? Yeah, I mean, you have to throw, throw it there. But don't black it in, like, black it in in, in togarashi because we're kind of eclectic, which is like a Japanese seven spice. So you get that umami from seaweed and citrus that you don't find in Paul Perdome's Black Magic. You know what I mean? This is the best <laughs> of the best when right. you're in the area, southwest Florida. I don't care if you're in Tampa or if you're all the way south. Heck, even if you're in uh, Fort Lauderdale, come across the Alligator Alley and come together. Chef John Hill, you have an Instagram that I've been stalking. Oh, nice. Tell folks the Instagram that you have, if you don't mind. Do you Wait. mind people seeing oh, your Instagram? Oh, no, no, no. At, yeah. at Chef John Hill. At yeah. Chef John Hill. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Really cool guy. Great staff. You can tell this is the place where you want to come together. When you're ready for libations, when you're ready for food, so, when you're ready for a fan. Because I can tell that there are people... And how long have you been around? About a year and a half? Yeah, yeah. 
year and a half. There are probably people that have been uh, proposed to here. There are probably <laughs> people that are getting married, come back, and then they'll have their second, third, fourth anniversary. These are the places that last. Yeah. This is, it's a beautiful place. They're lucky Watch how the staff is interacting. Everybody around here. Chris, uh, they call him Chris Gather now, right? Yeah. What, what gather, gather Chris versus Fathoms Chris. <laughs> yeah. look, and again, totally. look, you're looking at the same group. Yeah. Two different restaurants. Uh-huh. They're, they're three times the size that we are. And we're a little fancier over here. Yeah. So he could be gather Chris. And like I said, the culture starts with no, no seg, no like front back of the house garbage. Yeah. Like, we are one squad and one squad we, we ride by, right? Fathoms, they have a front and back of that's the house. True. It's good, though, it, because that's what, you know, that's what's needed at that yes. at that restaurant. We had Same a great group, time there last different. night. Same group. Uber, uber great restaurant. Like, like when you I guys agree. ask where to go, that's it. Yeah. It's a great, great we restaurant. We were at the Tiki Bar last right? night. Treated us like, like gold and everybody yeah. else because there's a lot of locals that go there. And then there's also people that are traveling through. That's one of the questions I want to ask you when you come back of how do you build that lasting relationship with somebody that might just be pushing through once? How do you treat them the same as somebody who comes through here every single day? We'll hold on to that question. It's one word, but it means so many things. Gather. Okay. You can be a hunter gatherer. You can gather your food. You can gather your friends. You can gather your family. You can gather at the end of the day and you can come together. But coming together is really what it's about and proving it to us tonight as we're looking at this delicious food, eating as much as we possibly can and gathering here today. We're uh, so happy to be able to share this with you in Denver, Colorado. If you're ever out here, uh, please make sure you stop by gathering Cape Coral, Florida. All right. On a Thursday, September 10th. Uh, hoping to see, I don't know, man, you need clouds for a beautiful sunset, and it might just approach on that. We it's might coming get up it. on 6 p.m. here on the uh, on the East Coast. Yes. But it's uh, <laughs> coming up on 4 p.m. back in Denver. So we'll break off. We'll come right back. We've got a little bit of footage from the kitchen, and we've got some photos to share with you, and then we'll wrap it up. The gentleman's got a long night ahead of him. We'll talk about the <laughs> night and other things that are going to be on your forefront. Okay. They should be proud. To have awesome. you here. Yeah, this Absolutely. has been awesome. Okay. Oh, Thank thanks, you, guys. Chef. We'll be Enjoy right it. back. The Modern Eater Show continues. We started Meridium Spirits because we love the way that spirits and cocktails can bring people together to socialize, to bond, to have conversations. Well, right now we've got some big conversations to have. Coop Vodka and Coop Gin are available at liquor stores across the metro area. But if you can't find us or would like to have us behind your bar or at your restaurant, send us an email, info at meridiumspirits.com. We know things are a little different these days, but think of us the next time you're planning a virtual happy hour or a socially distant picnic. And keep an eye on our social media, Coop by Meridium, for all the latest and greatest. <laughs> hey, Dave Thibodeau here. <laughs> Hey, friends of The Modern Eater, this is Dave Thibodeau from Ska Brewing and Peach Street Distillers. I wanted to let you know that our new brew distillery is up and running again in Boulder, and we've got a uh, great selection of Ska beers, nearly 30 on tap. We've also got all of our Peach Street spirits available, a great mixology program that we brought down from the, from the Western Slope and Palisade. We're open limited hours, Wednesday through Friday from 3 to 10. And then we open up earlier at 10 a.m. on Saturday and Sunday and get some brunch action rolling. We have two great patios. Socially distant seating is available. And you can always check for more information at scostreet.com and hope we become your new favorite neighborhood spot. And I'd like to meet you there in the not-too-distant future for a beer or a drink soon. So take care, be healthy, and stay strong. And I'll talk to you later. Hi guys, it's Cody Ann from Aspen Baking Company. We specialize in fresh, preservative-free, amazing bread. But with all the food news, go right here to The Modern Eater. <laughs> hey, Zach Ryder here, Colorado Mills Sunflower Products out of Lamar, Colorado. Your only local source grown from a local crop to produce a local oil for local chefs. You can find it at Shamrock Foods, What Chefs Want, Seattle Fish Company. Uh, Let me try it one more time, then we'll see. Hey, restaurants, we're glad you're reopening from Colorado Mills Sunflower Oil. We'll see you soon. (laughs) First, we partner with the best farmers in the world, and then we tell them, we will take it all. Process whole spices daily, blend custom spices to order, keep it fresh, safe, and flavorful, 
all so that you can get back to doing what you do best. So whether you're a restaurant, a food manufacturer, or an at-home cook, be sure to visit The Spice Guy at www.thespiceguyco.com. Back to the show. Brian Freeman, Greg Holland back from Fort. No, not Fort. I always want to say Fort. You guys are in Cape Coral, Florida at the Gather Restaurant. And I'll tell you this much. Jay Parker back in Denver it's, it's is like very jealous. It's like the Parker, Colorado, or Parker of Denver. Wouldn't you think Cape Coral, Brian? Yeah. Yeah. Is your headset going to go on? Or <laughs> he is on an eating. Yeah, oh, my gosh. Yeah, he is literally gorgeous. What show? I have not had good food what, like this, this whole trip. I mean, we are just <laughs> like, yeah. this is hands. And I don't, I'm trying to be nice and not say that. All but. right. Before we get back to John Hill and Gather Restaurant, I want to tell you about Jeff Rockin' A Plus Beverage Solutions. Uh, anybody that's watching in Florida right now, please fly Jeff Rourke out here. <laughs> please have him do a job so we can just come out here again and have a reason to come to gather. Uh, Jeff Rourke and A-Plus Beverage Solutions, he's the man. He's the guy that's going to do it for you. Custom installs and what else, Brian? He does maintenance on your lines. He will add a line. He will fix your glycol problems. He will make sure that you're pouring good Right through those Not lines. Good, just delicious good, beer. delicious. Well, and it's wine, and it's kombucha, and it's coffee, and it's... A draft beer is so important to your program, and we want to make sure that you're pouring the delicious craft beer the way the brewer intended it to taste. And what do you do? You get Jeff Rourke. He's going to add a line, whether it's beer, wine, water, coffee, nitro. He can do that. But um, if you're pouring inefficient beer, boys, what are you doing? You're pouring, pouring your, your money, money down, the down the drain. Don't pour your money down the drain. Get a hold of Jeff Rock and A Plus Beverage Solutions, Brian. I, you don't. I'm going to get it. No, I'm going to get the pen. Just carve it into the table with a knife. Seven two zero two seven two thirty eight zero nine. Not on your arm. <laughs> into the table. Seven two zero two seven two thirty eight zero nine. Jeff Rock and A Plus Beverage Solutions. Let's go into the kitchen and gather. What do you think? I think so. Okay, Jay, if you uh, don't mind, I'm going to take over the screen here, and we've got no uh, just a, cu- a couple of minutes in the kitchen with Chef John Hill at Gather. I'm going to force everybody to stare at me until we get it ready. Ooh. Oh, really? Okay. Well, well, just for a second so they don't see that choppiness. I just like to uh, widescreen that, and then we're in business. Ooh. Is that John right there stirring? It's hard to tell with masks it, and, you know, stuff. No, that's not him stirring. That's one of his guys. Okay. Yeah, I think chefs. that's John working those right there. Gotcha. There the saute pan. That's, that's yeah. this dish, Brian. Oh, man, I'm starving. What's he explaining to you, just how he's preparing that? Yep. Looks like a little bit of sausage in there. It's that sausage right there. You see that? No, man. It's not. You, you know. I... Hey, let me ask you, Jay. Can you hear him? I cannot. Or it... Oh, you can't. So no, we I need can't. to talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. I was uh, trying to paint that up with the shrimp. Now there's some shrimp going in there. Yeah. You can see that. So, so I can hear you guys <laughs> eating that. I can hear. So let me guess. You're eating this shrimp while you're watching him make it on video. Oh, my God. Exactly. What are we eating? We're eating. Now, um, I'm going to have a bite of burrata, but we just had. That was that shrimp that we were saying that is so incredible. Oh, God. Is that garlic? I mean, and I say that just because he didn't overcook it. And, uh, you know, we're in a place of where all this seafood, unless you really know how to cook it, it's you can really kill something beautiful. Well, sure. I mean, that's, you know, that's that's anything. But seafood is a little bit more. Well, if delicate. you look at the kitchen, Jay, and you've seen all kinds of layouts of kitchen, but this kitchen is um, it, it's it's a smaller kitchen. It's got what you want. And uh, a, a couple of look at that. Mm, mm, mm. Gosh. Oh, man. You know, saute. And that was my thing, man. You know, I know you guys don't remember when we had that dude on from the restaurant I worked at. Like, that's what it was, man. Ten, ten burners. You're sautéing ten things at a time. That looks like good stuff right there. 
You're just tuning in. We're live from Gather Restaurant in, in uh, Cape Coral, Florida. Greg Hollenbach, Brian Freeman, Jay Parker's uh, stuck in Colorado. And you're looking at Chef John Hill really uh, cook up a shrimp dish that you may or may not hear Brian and Greg uh, eating off camera. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I mean, listen, you know, we say this all the time that hey, it looks delicious and it's, you hey, know, chef. this chef is good. But Freeman, it really looks delicious. I mean, oh, God. Maybe I should have gone with you guys, yeah. Yeah, Chef's sitting back down with us. It's a little loud. They can't hear this, so we're kind of going play-by-play of this. Okay. So if you can yeah, get past sure. that, just talk about what we're looking at here, Chef. So right now, the spicy shrimp. Can I pull one back? The spicy shrimp, uh, sautéing the shrimp, again, kind of agitating it so it doesn't overcook on the tail. It was terrible. <laughs> and... Making sure that uh, at the same time, like, you're not over-reducing the sauce. So, again, like, it's all the small small details in food. Like time, the- timing, Chef, right? When, you, when you're doing with fish and shrimp and things like that, it's timing. I think a mistake that a lot of people make is, you know, throwing it in at the at beginning. Point, or I have Reginald. He sear- he's about to sear bread right now. And, again, it's that kind of, like, Team kind of aspect, if you will, handing a bowl over, searing bread for the next guy. These things, yes, Caesar could do it himself or I could do it myself, but it doesn't really promote like the team environment that you're looking for in a kitchen. You know, you start to rely on each other, like feel it. You know what I mean? It's almost like I said, it's a lot like football. Yeah, I mean, you got to feel it. Wow. You get that what? At this point, is a lot of where I work at is right here. You develop a dish, you teach everybody how to prep because you want that, you know, that kid Reggie, for example, he was our dishwasher, now he's our grill guy. You want that progression, and I have to step away and trust these guys to, for them to, to progress. All right, there's that, Jay. <laughs> I mean, so we're in the kitchen, we were talking about um... – and thanks for giving us the play-by-play. Actually, uh, opening night, uh, football season. Wow. Can you believe it? Um, oh, yeah. In the Dome, <laughs> Tampa Bay, New Orleans. Yeah. Oh, that's Sunday, isn't it? That'll be an interesting one. Tonight's, uh, what is it? The, well, oh, yeah, it's the today's Chiefs, the Chiefs in, the, in Houston. The, yeah, Houston, yeah. yeah. Nine and a half. I'm right, like, right. do you lay the nine and a half or do you do the, <laughs> what do you do? But um, it's a good day because we're starting to see a little bit of normalcy. We were talking earlier, and I wanted to talk to you about, okay, customers. Customers that are saying, and let's face it, Florida, it, <laughs> laughingly people call it the waiting room for God. But it's our mothers. It's our fathers. It's our grandparents. It's people that we all love and respect. And they actually have very legitimate concerns. But it doesn't help restaurants. Let's face it. The Westin's closed down, isn't it? Right. Well, I mean, they're, they're open, I think, at like uh, 50% capacity. They're they closed down our whole convention center in Denver. Yeah, and I mean, it's you know, people place. just don't know what they're they're doing at the yeah. moment. But yeah, we still. It's interesting because Friday, Saturday, people are staycationing in Florida. Uh-huh. Like so, people you know from Palm Beach, Del- stay at the West and you know yeah. enjoy our beaches, come together and eat. And again, you kind of connect with the, those guests as well. You know what I mean? So, because there a lot of our, you know, lifeblood in this industry, especially this location, is hoping that somebody's going to want to see this view or visit, you know, Tarpon Point in Cape Coral. I'll tell you, just the food alone, John, your food speaks for itself. I, I said this when you were away. Truly, and I'm not no, blowing smoke. This is the, eating again. This you is feel the best food we have had since. And, and no disrespect to all these wonderful places well, that we've maybe been. maybe just a little bit less if we don't know where to go. Yeah, there's that. It could be that tomorrow we're going to Belize in Naples, uh, a resort restaurant. But this is well, but it's interesting, though, isn't the restaurant scene here is very different because your downtowns are sort of built around your resorts. Right. In a sense, it's different where we, you know, we congregate to downtown Denver is some of the best restaurants. But how do you do that? I mean, you can create a a community or a culture of of people that live in your neighborhood or they come to you. and, 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 And so there's two there's a dichotomy. There's folks that live here 
and they right. will come and see. And then there are people that are pass that are passing through. How do you create that same experience of whether I'm going to see only one time in my life, and right. and I'm going to make an impression on you, or and that standard when they leave, that's the that's the lasting impression. Or the people that are here who say, you know, this is our neighborhood gathering spot, and they know your consistency every right. single day. Right. And the the thing is, you brought up consistent. Yeah. You know, second off is you do things that are. You realize that you're not the center of the universe, uh-huh. if you will. And you realize as you look around, you know, prime prime reason why we have so many guests that come back several, you know, over the week, yeah. several times. I'll see them for brunch. I'll see them for dinner and whatnot. And even travelers yeah. that will dine here four or five times. Because they know. Yeah. They come in. They eat. They feel comfortable, mm-hmm. you know, during a time of uncomfortability, if yeah. you will. Yeah. You know what well, I mean? when you go high end culinary, I, like taking a chance with 200, 300 bucks for me anyway, that's a, I, I want to know. I want to oh, know yeah. that sure shot. Right. Right? right. So when you go out and you eat this, you're, you're investing into that. So when you take that chance on somebody, if I come here once, just like Brian, if you come back, friends, family, anybody else, what's the first thing you're going to do? <laughs> what's the first thing you're gonna do yeah well it's gonna come here i mean because and you're this food and the experience because i mean and i'm gonna talk about this meal for, well it's i'm gonna share this with my whole community yeah. and one of the highlights now yeah. you know we've been here since since saturday uh-huh and now to this me all it. of a sudden this is it makes you sense. you put a point right in the in yeah. your in your mind yeah. that this what's the meal, chance we're not back before we leave <laughs> no, yeah I, yeah no, we'll be back and fast friends, Chef John Hill. Look him up on Instagram, the things that you're doing. Let's talk about going forward. What's going to okay. happen? Okay. There are some customers that say to you, John, here's the deal. Uh, I'm not going to chance myself with COVID. I, I may be elderly. I may be high risk. I'm a customer of yours. I want to be able to eat your food. You're going right. to be able to get it to them, right? right. Via Uber, Uber Eats. Yes. Yeah, yes, take yes. out. Yeah, we have guests like that now. Like, I just spoke with eric you know he's one uh southwest uh florida food and drinks uh-huh one of the handles i tried to get him here for for y'all to meet oh, him okay and whatnot, but he was in in naples he had to go to naples with his wife and whatnot he's a prime example of that like so we collaborated and we did a dish for him like so he could promote over his site because he didn't feel comfortable coming out it's like you know if you understand what we're trying to do we're trying to you know nourish you at the same time food feeds the soul especially in these these love, trying yeah. times you know what i mean like you God, have I to you. you got to take that bite and realize that those small details like in the a shrimp dish that are they're adhered to you gotta you know have that culture that vibe how do you, you make that travel restaurant. and we'll leave we probably won't leave so you gotta right. make it figure it figure it out gotta figure it out are, are, are you making this travel well oh for sure for sure figuring out what yeah i mean you spend more on to-go containers yeah, first you you eat it, you order and eat it. Well, I do that. Yeah. yeah, no, for us, no, no, me. Like yeah. when we put Uber in, Uber eats in. It wasn't a thing that you know. It's not something that you know higher end restaurants want to um to do is Uber eats. But the very first person that ordered Uber eats at Gather was me. Uh huh. To see, is that right? Yeah, you're a smart you got, guy. You I love that. You're what, a wily dude. What your product's going to be on? You've got to. Yeah. You know yeah. I mean? All right. Let's let's talk about folks around you. Your staff gather. You've got a great team. You can't right. do it all alone. No. Just start shouting out, man. Giving. Oh man, like first off the the group, man. Tim, I mean our CEO. You'll see him walking around. <laughs> the entire pandemic, he was my dishwasher. Yeah, I mean like. Ownership like that is yeah. ownership that, that you'll go to war with. You yes. know I mean? yep. uh, Kathy, our operations manager, I mean, I can't say enough. She holds it down for all uh-huh. the businesses. She's like the point of contact for the French press, Fathoms, Black Salt Catering, and Gather. And she, Gather her ears perked up. She's look, like, <laughs> Gather was limping along until Kathy came over and we really started getting it going. And so. she literally did every front of the house function when we were closed down. As we were giving twenty percent of the proceeds to our furloughed staff. Oh my god! Right, right. and wow. probably help, helping the first responders in first, the neighborhood. I, we did. We went to the <laughs> Lehigh Acres with, you know, the fire department yeah. and whatnot with uh-huh. short rib lasagna and the popped up and over roll. there. Yeah, just so they could have some good food because so many restaurants are closed uh-huh. down. Yeah, you know I mean, at the end of the day, man, like you, 
I always tell people, you always take the high road. You take the high road. No one can call you an asshole, right? Yeah. So I'm just saying. <laughs> I love this guy. <laughs> it just. You have to love this guy. Okay. What's coming for? We had a couple. We, I've watched a couple of your chef tasting dinners. Okay. You have other things that are coming up. Your menu. I don't know. Do you go seasonal? Is, yeah. Does so, it mean anything going into fall here or not? Is there seasons here first though? Yeah, <laughs> for, for sure. I mean, what's interesting is like in Florida, 85 degrees out, we get sweet potatoes twice a year. So like right now to re-enrich the, the soil, uh-huh. they'll plant like this partial patch of sweet potatoes. So we haven't really played with uh, chicken, like free range chicken or anything like that at Gather. Some do like a su- Supreme de Volet. But stuff like bacon and mushrooms underneath the, the chicken skin with those second that second harvest sweet potato. So there's somewhere under the chicken for, skin. Yeah, you put a little goat cheese underneath that. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but no, there's menu really changes touched. coming up uh, Friday. Yeah, but we change. We change. Well, wait, how would you describe your menu now? Uh, how would you describe it? Wide gaze. Yeah, <laughs> you have yeah. a wide gaze on on culinary. We we you can. The beautiful thing about culinary and being in the back of the house is that I can walk in any room. If I feel like cooking naan, like flatbread for the avocado uh-huh. hummus, you know what I mean? I can be in the Middle East very quickly in my mind. If I feel like, you know, blackening fish with togarashi or making Szechuan slap noodles, you know what I mean? Like you can walk in and out of these rooms. And what's cool about Gather is we're not like locked into a concept. It's not like this or that. It's just like, you know, new American, if you will, if you, if you had to, to name it, it's whatever we can do and how hard we can push. That only comes from the squad around you. Those guys in the back mm-hmm. I and mean, you can hit these chef dinners out the park, but oh all God. of us have 30 years of experience. Yeah, I have an idea. It's you know a crazy I mean? idea. I don't know if it'll work or not, but um, so we just came off summer dinner series. What we did is we went on a road trip in Colorado in June. Okay. And we went and we gathered all of these great prime ingredients, whether it's a brewery, a distillery, okay. a, a farm, a ranch. We got all the good stuff. We brought it back eight weeks in a row. Some of the best chefs in Colorado, four of them, uh, two of the four, James Beard nominated regional yep. chefs. Carrie and Dana were both yep. James Beard awesome. nominated. Yep. yep. And um, but then you have also people like Troy Gard, brother in law, Justin Brunson. Troy Gard's menu. This was nice. This is a um, five course menu that we nice. did. And uh, this was Chef Troy Gard. He's got to restaurants Garden Grace and, and uh, actually one in Houston as well. Here's my idea we've got um, Chef Alex Seidel. We've got nice. Chef Rebecca Weissman from Chopped. We've got um, Chef Scott Hibernath. We've got um, Kyle Mendenhall. These are great Colorado chefs that are doing fantastic. What if we explored? We have one spot left. <laughs> fly, fly, uh, Chef we, out. What, yeah. flew, what if we flew Chef out in the um, and, and we got to look at the schedule, right? But it's it's the the first week of October. October 1st. It's look at your yeah. schedule. Okay. Because I think that we'd like to feature you in one of our fall Could be very dinner fun. series. Dinner. Very, very fun. Yeah, that'd and be awesome. bringing out this influence, and we would put you over right. over the moon. <laughs> It'd be <laughs> fun. That would be fun. You Chef. put a lasting impression on us, Chef John. Oh, thank you. And uh, well, yeah. you're so real, and it comes out through your food right forward. here. I mean, just Brunson yeah. would love him. Yep. Chef Justin Brunson. There's so many of our chef friends that love. But here's the problem. The problem is, and you wouldn't do it, but we we try and steal it, steal you away. <laughs> Your family guy, you got family here with uh, you my fiance. You have seen her in the back, Jessica. I uh, is nice. that Jessica? Yeah, Jessica is my fiance, and um, we met my last trip to college, her first trip to college. So undergraduate in culinary management, we met in school vacation to new orleans the uh-huh. year before we graduated yeah we moved to new orleans after that she's been my sous chef pastry chef ever you since. faked her out man she loves food as much as i, I love you have a that. lot to see in the smile that's awesome yeah. man. you can see awesome. him beaming see underneath yeah, yeah. yeah. she's like what yeah, uh, like, i was just telling the story about how we met and how we've been working together and stuff like that that's fantastic. That's awesome story, right? Jessica. All right. There might be some things. We're planning your future. You don't even know. <laughs> you don't even know. This is a good guy. 
Yeah. <laughs> That's fantastic. Oh, thank you. All right. <laughs> so, Jessica, well, you upgraded to whatever else. Right. I need to be able to do that. <laughs> Maybe you can tell me some of your secrets. Right. We're gonna, Jay's like, hey, can we break? Yes, we can break. We have so much food to eat. First of all, I don't even want to attempt this. Can we get this to go? Yeah, Let me put sure. this in something sure. because this is like watching the Chiefs and the Texans tonight in our <laughs> britches with a nice cold beer. This has been such a great experience. Great. Yeah. yeah thank you, Chef. Oh, thank you all for reaching Gavin, out, man. Cape Coral, Florida. Great. We're going to break off one more time. Jay's going to come back and talk about Aspen Baking Company. After we hear from Aspen Baking Company, we're going to put a little ribbon on it. And this is our new friend. He's your new friend, too. <laughs> Chef John Hill. Check him out on Instagram. He's got a great Instagram. Okay, we'll be back. We're going to see if we can't get him out there for the fall dinner. I think it'd be super cool. That would be, <laughs> that would be, be really cool. cool. Yeah. Okay, yeah, did you know Frontier Airline tickets are next to nothing? They're putting water. <laughs> hey, they run water instead of fuel now on planes. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> we'll get you a good It's take. biodiesel. Oh, it's, uh... <laughs> and we've got some good hookups. We've got good hotels. I think it would nope. be fun. It would be something I think that we really should do. We should see if we can make this happen. Okay, we'll break away. We'll come right back. The Modern Eater Show continues from Cape Coral, Florida, and gather with Chef John Hill. Hi, guys. It's Rebecca Barry with Hot Schedules Powered by Four. With all of the recent COVID rules and regulations, you may feel like you have way too many cooks in the kitchen. Well, fortunately, Fourth is the leading hospitality provider and partner when it comes to onboarding HR, payroll, tax, and compliance needs. So that way you can keep all of those cooks in the kitchen and let us manage all of your administrative needs. That way you can focus back on your business and your growth plans. Give me a call for an analysis on how we can put that ROI back into your business and take those administrative burdens off your hands because nobody likes handling taxes. That's Rebecca.Berry at Fourth.com, Rebecca.Berry at Fourth.com. And hey, you know what's cool, guys? keeping your mask on so that way we can keep our doors open. Hey, Modern Eater fans. I'm Don Trobo with the Annex by Art at Mills, and I just wanted to give you a heads up about some of the great things we've got going on locally in the state. We're headquartered right here, and we're working with farmers in the San Luis Valley to bring you amazing Colorado quinoa. It's just like the South American stuff, but grown locally. We've got transitional wheat flour that's grown by farmers in Colorado and surrounding states who are in the process of, of turning their fields into organic. So we're taking that transitional wheat and turning it into flour, and now it's available for you to cook and bake with. And last but not least, we're now cleaning grain berries in Denver. So things like spelt or wheat berries uh, or pearl barley, those are things that we're now doing right here locally and are available to you. Can't wait to share it with you. Hey, Colorado restaurant and food service operators. This is Rich O'Brien along with Pearson Shields over here at Elevation Food Service Reps. And uh, we wanted to let you guys know that at the end of the month on the 23rd and 24th here at our global headquarters in Park Hill, Colorado, Denver, Colorado, uh, we're gonna be having our demo sale where you can buy great products gently used for an excellent price. And uh, we want to invite you over and, you know, chefs, I know you all know Pearson and uh, he can vouch that these are pretty good products. It's going to be a good price. No, absolutely. We, we used them, gently used them, and we're super excited. We're going to have some good food as well. Some well, right you. Chicken. I, yeah. I'll be cooking. Yeah, so. we got Pearson cooking. And hey, excited. guys, come over this way, too. And uh, don't mind the young woman right there. She's just kind of hanging out and hiding. But uh, we have all this equipment here that we're going to be doing our best to sell and get out of here. So uh, any questions, give us a call over here. Here at Elevation, 303-750-3727 or at elevationfs.com. And if you have any questions about the equipment, just get Pearson a holler. Thanks, guys. Hey there, barbecue all-star. This is your year. So what if you weren't drafted? The only draft you need to be worried about is actually spelled D-R-A-U-G-H-T. And it's adult for the word beer. It's barbecue season, baby. Now get out there and grill your ass off. Hey guys, it's Brian Rizzuto with Encore Energy, the guy who saves your businesses money on natural gas. I know these are crazy, crazy times right now. So while your business is working on increasing your sales, let me work on saving you guys money on your natural gas. I make it as easy as possible. Just provide 12 months worth of natural gas bills to me. I'll do the rest. I know you're really busy, so let me get to work for you. You can reach me at 720 Two four five five seven seven one. I look forward to hearing from you guys, and let me try to save you some money in these crazy times. Bye. Hi, Charlie from Brews Beers here, and I'd like to tell you about our brand new Abbey 4-Pack. 
featuring the four main products of Abbey and Trappist breweries in Belgium. So there's the single, the double, the triple, and the quadruple. And let's talk about singles today. Singles or ankles are traditionally monks beers served at mealtimes and during the day. They're low in alcohol, three to five and a half percent, and they're often second runnings from uh, stronger beers like triples or quadruples. This one is 3.8% ABV, and it's made from the second runnings from our triple. So what they're known for is lightness and drinkability, their biscuity flavor with distinct hoppiness, and they're very refreshing. Great summer beers available at either brews location, 67th and Pecos, or at Colfax in York, and at fine liquor stores throughout the metro area. Pick up your Abbey four-pack today and take home some Belgian-style badassery. There it is. <laughs> How about that? How about I talk about Aspen Baking now that my microphone is working? AspenBaking.com is where you go to get delicious bread. And if you're somebody like me, I'm a bread guy. I don't need the other things in life, you know, happiness and, 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 and family. I need bread. And AspenBaking.com is where I go to get it. Whether you want to order direct, you want to order online, you want to order through Amazon Fresh, they've got you covered. If you're a hashtag fan and you're on Instagram and you want to take a picture of your beautiful, fresh, sourdough Aspen Baking bowl with your clam chowder, take a picture while the, while the clam chowder is pouring into it, get that action shot, and then you hashtag, how's your Aspen? Aspen Baking Company, AspenBaking.com. Since 1994, they've been doing it delicious. They've been doing it right, and they've been doing it locally. So, again, it's AspenBaking.com. If you bake it, they make it. That's my catchphrase. And uh, I can't suggest them enough. The boys in Florida had to run. They got some weather. They've got some football. They got some things to do. Um, make sure you turn into the Modern Eater Show tonight where you'll watch the Riedel wine glass demonstration it makes a difference on what you're putting your wine into i don't know if you know that or not but it makes a huge difference and on the modern eater facebook page and on the colorado restaurant association facebook page you'll be able to watch this broadcast at six o'clock and we'll show you what the differences are as far as uh pouring wine into just your plastic cup that you got from somebody's garage sale five years ago you don't want to do that you want Riedel you want the best and you, and you want to taste the wine like you're supposed to so on that note I'm going to say have a good afternoon uh be safe be well you know love everybody all the happy stuff and we will see you tomorrow Friday again from Florida I'm Jay Parker for Greg Hollenbach, Brian Freeman, and Chef John Hill from Gather Restaurant in Cape Coral, Florida. See you tomorrow.